You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 97 Speaking Singlish. Hello, language lovers. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Speaking Tongues, the podcast in conversation with multilinguals. This week, I'm delighted to share this conversation with Marcus, where we talked about one of his languages, Singlish. Now, I've been very curious about Singaporean culture and language for a long time now, and I'm so happy that Marcus had time to share a bit of his culture with me and with all of us. In this episode, we talk about the languages of Singapore and how they mingle and coexist. We talk about the education system and which languages kids learn, code switching, and even the various types of Singlish that can be heard in Singapore. Marcus talks about the good English movement that started in the early 2000s by discouraging Singlish, but now has evolved and changed over time. He teaches us some Singlish phrases and words, and we even have a slight diversion about the meaning of annual leave, the versatility of the word can, and how abbreviations play a big role in Singaporean vernacular. Big thank you to Marcus for this lovely conversation and sharing your languages and culture with all of us. If you enjoy episodes of Speaking Tongues, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Speaking Tongues podcast on Apple Podcasts, and like and subscribe on YouTube so that other language lovers like ourselves can find the show. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show or even a recent listener, you can now support us on buymeacoffee.com. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Okay, let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tongues. I'm here today with Marcus. How are you today, Marcus? Doing quite all right. Quite good. How about you? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you. And um, I'm in New York. You're in Singapore. So I always love having these long distance conversations and um, excited that you had a chance to, to sit and talk with me today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me on your show. Absolutely. I like to start each episode with the same question, and that is, what is your first language and which languages have you learned to speak? So, hmm, for me, I would say my first languages are English, Singlish, and uh, probably Mandarin Chinese. Okay. But yeah, so, uh, however, um, maybe just to add a bit to that, uh, my heritage languages, which are the native languages of my parents. For my dad, it's Teochew. And for my mom, it's Fucha. So I, I do hear both growing up, but they never spoke it with me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. So we we are just very um, at a very basic conversational level with those languages. Oh, interesting. Do your parents each speak, do they speak each other's um, heritage language? Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom speaks my dad's better than my dad's who um, at speaking my mom's. Yeah. Oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah, I think that that's partly because my dad's um, native language, Teochew, is 
a lot more common. Uh, it's a lot more commonly heard in Singapore as compared to Fucha, which is my mom's native language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both of them, like for my dad, he speaks Teochew with um, everyone in his immediate family, so his siblings, his parents when, when they were around, and same vice versa for my mom and her language. Mm-hmm. So Singapore is very, like, multilingual, multicultural. Um, what was language learning like when you were in school or what were what was it what were you hearing when you were like school age and I imagine you tell me if I'm wrong but I imagine there's people that you maybe grew up with went to school with that speak so many different languages what what did that sound like what was that like communicating a very brief background on the ethnic makeup of Singapore um, at least in my life um, about 75% of the population are ethnic Chinese, about, I think, 13% Malays, and 8% Indians. So, and, and the remainder, it's, uh, um, I think most of the remainder uh, consists of Eurasians and then many other ethnicities. So, um, with more, about three quarters of Singaporeans being Chinese, ethnic Chinese, like, like ancestrally. Um, so at least from my family, uh, my grandparents or great-grandparents, depending on which side or which ones in particular, came from China. Um, so I'm at least third generation Singaporean. And okay. anyway, um, Singapore's history uh, from full complete independences pretty young, right? We, we came to independence in 1965. Mm-hmm. And so this year, we'll be celebrating our, yeah, 57. Yeah, 57. Birthday, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so with that ethnic makeup and considering the, the government's efforts to um, bring the, the different ethnic groups together over the years since as early as... Uh, or the, the, the strong the, the point where the efforts became a lot stronger was since around the late 1950s to all the way to, uh, to now, I, I suppose, like through very, various extents and different efforts, right? Um, they would come up with such things like the bilingualism policy. Um, so that meant that um, English was chosen as the lingua franca. Mm. So that was not the ethnic language of any of the main uh, ethnic groups mm-hmm. yeah so no one would be at a certain cultural privilege over another right so okay there's that English is the main language and it was my medium of instruction growing up from primary to secondary school and all the way to university mm-hmm. um, and then the government deemed what's called our mother tongue and and this is what I, I've realized uh, differs from other countries, right? Speaking English everywhere in the classroom for every subject that we learn. And we have a mother tongue specific lesson time uh, in school um, to learn, let's say, as an ethnic Chinese, uh, by default, the mother tongue would be Mandarin. Mm-hmm. For Malays, it would be Malay. And for Indians, um, it would be largely Tamil because most Indians who came to Singapore over the past couple of decades have come from 
the southern part in Tamil Nadu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Tamil would be the mother tongue. Otherwise, um, from what I've read, they could pick one of the other Indian languages. Yeah, Hindi, Bengali, Gujarati. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I did hear these languages at least. And yeah, so these were the, the most common ones. Mm-hmm. English, Singlish, especially. Did yeah. you have an opportunity because your you and your your heritage is you know ethnically Chinese? Did you have that opportunity ever to learn Malay or to learn Tamil, or were you kind of or did you did you want to did you <laughs> did you have a chance to? Okay, just based on memory, I don't recall having had to or having had the the opportunity or. Uh, chance to learn Malay or Tamil in primary school and it never crossed my mind to want to do so and if I'm not wrong in secondary school I think in so okay the the the, the education system uh, for most people it's from 7 to 12 years old um, that's primary school for 6 years and then for from 13 to 16 years old for 4 years that's secondary school yeah so um, in secondary school, in sec one and sec two, right? Uh, can't remember which year, but um, I had an opportunity to, and I, I can't remember if it was a must, but I did take some Malay classes. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it was just a few lessons and we learned very basic stuff. Um, and not for me, but what I've um, come to know of is that uh, the top 10%, okay, so he, here's the thing about Singapore and, and it kind of gives you a glimpse of the, the education system a bit more into how, how it is <laughs> in Singapore because at the end of primary school, there is a national exam mm-hmm. that, um, okay, by now, it, I, I think many things have changed, but anyway, um, we all have to take this national exam that determines um, which secondary school we get to go to, um, right? And um, the top 10% across the whole of Singapore would be given a chance to pick up a third language, uh, which could be, um, let's say, if you are ethnically Chinese, right? And you already have English as your main language of instruction and you learn Mandarin Chinese as your mother tongue, then you could pick up Malay I'm not sure about Tamil, but um, I think most people go for things like French or German or Spanish. Then um, later on, I think Japanese was introduced and much later on, uh, Arabic. Yeah, but this is this has been only reserved for the top 10%. Wow. I, I haven't very... Okay, this is the, the top 10% thing. It was, as far as I remember, it was how it was in 2016. That was the last time I checked it out. Yeah, but maybe it's the same still. <laughs> so with with so many languages in Singapore and and I guess on a daily basis and there, you know, thank you for giving that, you know, ethnic breakdown of like the the groups that that are there. Um, but how do people, you know, with the languages that we're talking about, um, do you ever like encounter people or are there people who maybe speak all of these languages? Are there people who 
code switch, maybe go back and forth between like, you know, Mandarin and, and maybe they have to do business in Malay or something like that. Like, like I have never been to Singapore. I've heard amazing things about Singapore and I love the food that I've tried from Singaporean restaurants here. So I'm long overdue. I've tried some Singaporean food in New York. What did you, what did you think of it? <laughs> ah, okay, I gotta admit, uh, that was three <laughs> years ago. Uh, how was it? I, I, I visited a little, just a little coffee shop, like a mini restaurant kind of place. It was okay. Mm-hmm. And, and there was another bigger restaurant uh, but but we we sat down and we realized like oof, the the pricing was a bit too much or something like that. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe this is something else you would have heard like how food is really affordable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Or at I've, least, yeah, I've I've heard it's really affordable. I I have to go. I have to visit sometime. Um, but just yeah. just speaking about you know how how people interact with one another yeah. and, and the different ethnic groups like are there people who maybe speak you know four of these languages and you know they use them in, in different ways or you know maybe speak mm-hmm. one language with, at work speak another language with friends or something like that yeah 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 okay um, the most uh, recent and uh, recent strong memory I have of a very code-switching, code-mixing uh, scenario that comes to mind was that uh, my family's uh, Chinese New Year lunch. At the dinner table, there was my parents um, and some relatives from my mom's side. At any one point, right, like in within a minute, I, I would hear English, like from the same people, they would switch languages between English, Mandarin Chinese, Fu Chao, and Teochew. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm just like, oh, wow. And it, like, I feel like if, if I had recorded it and then analyzed it, it would be interesting to see like, hmm, at, um, which, which uh, parts of the conversation does the language switch to Fu Chao? Is it something that's more emotional something mm. like right like what register is it uh that requires a certain variety uh, that maybe carries forth the message more strongly mm-hmm. or maybe english is used more when um with technical jargon in modern society a lot of words also happen to be transliterated or, or translated in a certain way but still sound very englishy among friends uh, or at the food center, you can you'll be able to hear multiple languages. Uh, it really really depends on the ethnic group of the speakers, mm-hmm. and maybe interethnic conversations also can be rather colorful. And you see how people accommodate to each other's speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, um, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, and and while um. Singlish seems like a variety of English, a dialect of English, whatever you want to call it, right? I, I've come to notice um, that there are different Singlishes as much as there are different Englishes. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if people have done research into like, okay, Singlish based on 
ethnic subgroups. Mm. Yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. That seems like it would be the case. Like, now yeah. I want to know about this. That's so interesting. I didn't even consider that, but that makes all the sense in the world that like it would be different between someone who's ethnically Chinese and someone who's ethnically, you know, Indian, I think. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even just thinking about New York English, whether it's by someone who's black or white or Asian or mm. or if someone is a more recent Im- immigrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you might hear a generally New York accent, but the dialect, the specific nuances and words used can differ as well. Yeah, that's so true. So we're talking about we're talking about Singlish and for people who are maybe saying, what's that? I should have figured it out by now, but tell us what Singlish is and how it's used in Singapore, how, how, how long it's been used and where it came from and tell us what you know. So Singlish is, a, if I'm not wrong, it's a shortening of Singapore colloquial English or it can be just Singapore English. Um, as much as there is Taglish in the Philippines for Tagalog English mm-hmm. or like Hinglish in like Hindi English and what have you. Mm-hmm. So it consists largely of English as the, the source of the words. I'm, I'm pausing because I, I'm thinking in a very obscure words like I was about to say as the lexifier. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, okay, gotta be careful with the... the the words English contributes to the most of the vocabulary in Singlish. At the same time, if we think about other influences, there's Mandarin Chinese, there's Cantonese, there's Malay, some Teochew and Hokkien. And this then really depends on who is speaking it. Um, there can be uh, more Tamil and maybe some other languages. Yeah, but these are the main ones that you would hear in Singlish. Mm-hmm. Aside from words, so aside from words that come from other languages that get mixed into Singlish, there is um, there are key um, distinctive features of Singlish, like sentence structure, mm-hmm. um, pronunciation, intonation. As to when it started, I think. It's hard to pinpoint when, but it. I think since, uh, if we look up studies, right, since the 1980s, there have already been studies that have looked at oh, what, what is English. Mm. And most uh, prominently, in the year 2000 was when the then Prime Minister, Go Chok Tong, I really hope I'm getting my facts right, but anyway, I'll, I'll just go with it. Um, he, he came up with this Speak Good English movement to um, promote the use of good, and, I, and I'm using like my finger quotation marks, uh, good standard, uh, proper English mm. in an effort to, and also at the same time, with the hope to get rid of Singlish. Uh, oh. Yeah, so there was this movement since 2000. Um, the movement still exists, but over the years, um, I, I'm not going to try with the, the milestones in the years, but over the years, the, the the stance it has taken has shifted um, from no Singlish to, okay, 
Singlish is there. It is it, here to stay. Uh, let's know how to, let's learn how to differentiate English that can be understood and mm. used internationally as compared to Singlish that we can embrace and hold on to in Singapore. Mm. And who knows if it goes global in the future, but to, to be able to differentiate these um, varieties of English. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's been the um, stance that, that is now taken. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that people are taking that stance because why would you want to get rid of Singlish? Like it's so like an intangible cultural part of, uh-huh. of, of being Singaporean, I would imagine. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's such a special thing. So, I mean, I, I hope that that movement to hold on to it continues to grow because we don't want to lose that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you, you know, you taught you, you mentioned like, in quotes, good English, because I w- what I was going to ask you is about the perception of Singlish versus good English. And I wonder if you see any type of generational or class breakdown of who finds it acceptable and who finds it, you know, abhorrent. Like, you know, is it something that maybe like older people or more wealthier people look at differently than maybe young, younger people or more working class people? Okay, yeah. Oh, great question. <laughs> I think uh, we can look at it at least on two fronts. So one is by age, the other is by awareness. Yeah, just just a very vague way to put it for the for the second part. So the first one is kind of uh, clear to some extent, right? About age. So older people tend to frown on Singlish. Uh, um, uh, and and see it as like, oh, you need to. And, and okay, and the the thing is, sometimes they they cannot um, keep out their own singlish, and they and they say that singlish is not good, mm. but but then, yeah, to to some extent, they they can't escape from it. So generally, the older people, whereas younger people, um are more accepting of it and use it more liberally, uh, sometimes to the disdain of teachers in classes or like in school presentations. Uh, then, yeah, that's where a certain line can be seen as drawn. Mm. Yeah. So on, on the other side, it's about awareness to where it may not be about age. It may, might be someone who is older, who is more aware or someone who's younger and less aware, aware oh. about the difference that there is this, that we can draw a difference and recognize that Singlish is not bad English. Um, there can be bad English, but I think, um, especially if looking at what constitutes um, um, something to be called a pidgin or creole or dialect, then if we see Singlish, as being something, this variety that has been passed on and you see features repeated across um, a, a huge number of people across a generation, then you can see that, okay, this is not just something that's broken that needs to be fixed. Right. Uh, this is something that is 
are there and we can use it as an in-group thing and there are it is a register that can be that is more appropriate to use uh than uh standard english in in conversations with friends with mm. people you are closer to otherwise you might sound more distant mm-hmm. uh less familiar yeah so okay. there is space for each uh yeah mm-hmm. and it's hard to to say like here this is this we are speaking 100% this or that sometimes it might be 90% and 10% or whichever but <laughs> yeah even yeah it's it might be even hard to say like oh what what is new york english versus californian english or mm-hmm. general american english versus um general british english right. if there is such a thing because people would argue like oh the uk is huge what what do you mean by British English even yeah yeah that's true that's true um let's talk about the language I would love to hear maybe some ways that Singlish differs varies from quote standard English and um maybe some examples that you have for us to kind of hear the difference just just by some words right um words from English that if you had not known that this was used in a singlish context you would go like huh <laughs> so ah uh, blur if i say blur blur what what do you understand okay maybe i'll use it in a sentence and you interpret it okay ah uh, okay i i've told you many times how to go through the steps required for this task yet you you fail time and again why you so blown? Does it mean like <laughs> confused or stupid? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> right, like in standard English or in international English, non-singlish, it's more like something that's not clear mm. visually. Mm-hmm. Right, something that's not clear. So that's, is that what that sentence would mean if you're saying that, if you're using that word blur? Right, yeah, yeah. So, so you interpreted it correctly. So like, so blur, you, like, why mm, are you always maybe confused and not uh, fully aware of the situation? Why can't you get a good grasp on what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you keep repeating the, the, mis- mis- the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I've, um, I've even told you about it and warned you, or, yeah, yeah, just just one example. Okay, maybe another word. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, would you would you like to hear a non English word or an English word? Then it's it's more guessable. Um. Oh. Surprise me. Let's let's challenge today. <laughs> okay. Today is my off day. I don't need to go to work. Yeah. Today today is my off day. I don't need to go to work. So what is off day? Off day. You know why that's throwing me off? Because we say that too. Okay. Okay. Like then off, what, what do you what it, do you mean? It's, like your, it's, just ex- it, it's your off day. So like you you're you're off. It's like a vacation or 
like a vacation day. Vacation day. Or it's a day if you're working when you're, let's say if you have a job where you're on a schedule, maybe an, an off day is a day that you're not on the work schedule. So you don't have to go oh, into the office. Okay, so, 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 so that, that's something neutral. Yeah, is it the same? Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah. otherwise, I, I think maybe certain varieties of English would just take it as a day where you are not feeling your best. That's oh. the, you're feeling off, like, oh. like uh, down in your spirits or something. Mm-hmm. I think that if if I had heard the sentence like I'm having an off day, I would take the off as like the the day itself is off, not I'm off from my duties of that day. Oh. Yeah, that's how I would understand it if if that's what if that's what it meant. But the way that you described it, I took it as like a you know, let's go to the beach. I don't have to work today. <laughs> you know, we, we all have a number of days of leave from work that we're given for the year. Mm-hmm. So the, the official uh, work word you would use is, um, I'm thinking using my annual leave today or something like that. Oh. But then you might say like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm off. It's, my it's, next, next, yeah, next week I whole week off. I think that's something we share with English that, you know, we say we have that day off. You know, what's funny, like annual leave. I never heard that term until recently, but I only heard it from like British or ah, Australians. Okay. I've never heard it in the U.S. until recently. And now people are saying, oh, I'm taking annual leave. I'm like, what do you even mean? Then it's what, like, oh, I'm off today. <laughs> oh, but. Before you heard it in the US, the the term that you were used to was only off day. Off, yeah. Ah, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. Off day or sometimes like vacation day. Um, right, but, okay. But... We, we never say, or I, I've not come across anyone say vacation day. Okay. Okay. In Singapore. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting, right? Just like how we... we and I think this is kind of happening too with like, you know, our our world getting smaller and working with more yeah. people from around the world. Like a lot of terms are being shared across across the globe and, and how we talk yeah. about it. Because we I think about it now that you say you say vacation day, but that's what they always that's what I always heard it called as like, oh, this is your vacation time. But like no one ever goes on vacation because we only have right. we only have like two weeks here of vacation. I don't know how much is standard in Singapore, but in the U.S. it's a shame that we only have mostly two weeks um, vacation time for the whole year. So maybe right. a- annual leave is, but it's only like a couple of days. So why is it annual? Like. <laughs> This is what I wondered also, and like, just I, I feel the, the way I explain it to myself is that annually you're given this amount of days. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it's nothing about the because if we say, um, like, uh, if a festival happens annually on the 9th of August, we annual, annually, and annually feels like wait, is it a specific day that happens every year, the same day each year? 
But mm-hmm. no, annual leave is just like, okay, annually, this is what you have. You sit when you want across the year. Yeah. Okay, now I understand. <laughs> how about how about some common maybe greetings or um things that people would call one another in singlish like are there is there anything like that or any any type of um ways to talk about people or to talk about common experiences like the weather or or food or anything like that okay okay about expression uh expressions or greetings um so uh people like maybe kind of younger people we might just in a very uh i think typical international english way like we might just go like yo sup, hello hi mm-hmm. um oh, okay so this is something I, I realized um in my traveling a bit here and there going to like your western uh countries let's say canada u.s mm-hmm. um more often than not um we don't quite venture out to say how are you unless we really want to know how are you mm. how, how you are how you're doing right whereas maybe i'm not sure about where you are but some some places in the west uh, if you say how are you it's just like a total greeting you, you have no regard or yeah. don't quite care like <laughs> if you respond with like oh, i haven't been doing too well you're like wait what <laughs> just like are oh, you good okay moving on <laughs> exactly Ac- very accurate right so yeah whereas here if if we do want to actually know how someone is doing we would say, say that if we don't we just like hey, hi then okay just just wave and like if we're just walking by each other mm-hmm. um if if more colloquially and and maybe more heard of for me when i interacted with people of uh with different outside of my typical social circles we might hear of people saying like um, hey long time no see thought you die already (laughs) (laughs) so long time no see i thought i thought you died already how do you you even respond to that (laughs) then like hey you're so you're so you're good or not bro (laughs) this is likely to be used only among very may not be necessarily friends who are very close, but friends who are familiar enough um, about like the dynamics of the, the situation, and it's a very in group kind of thing. To mm. see, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're still alive, ah? <laughs> You wouldn't say that to your boss. Oh, never. <laughs> unless <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're that close, and the boss is that chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm. I'm. I'm listening to you and I'm kind of picking up on something. Um, yep. Is there a cadence to Singlish or a tonality yep. to it? Because as, you know, you know, thinking even of like Mandarin and the tonality that's there, like, right. is it influenced? Is that tonality influenced Singlish at all in any way? Okay, that is talking about um, where it came from. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've I think uh, linguists have done some research, or maybe a lot, but I've not read enough. So there is influence from uh, Chinese languages, um, and oh man, is it called stress timed 
stress timed intonation. So, okay, if I were to just switch to a very much more Singaporean singlish way of speaking, then the way then the way I talk it will be a bit more like that. Mm. The so so when I talk, it is more it feels a bit more staccato. Mm-hmm. Like each word, each syllable is very equally spaced out. Right, right. It's right. not like if if I were to just speak like this, like how I have been speaking with you, mm-hmm. I kind of vary each the length of each syllable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but in Singlish or no, okay, maybe more more about the accent, right? So in Singapore English, the the way we talk, it's more chop chop chop. Like it it kind of gives off that gives off that kind of feeling. I think each syllable I, I okay maybe let me try to keep it that way. So I, I think each syllable is more equally spaced. Then when you talk also uh depending on the situation, we might go up and down a little bit, but the syllable timing still quite quite equal. Mm, okay. Yeah, and, and just now the, the last word I use, I use la. La is one of the discourse particles. Uh, that is very distinctive of Singlish. So there's like la, le, lo, me, ho. And also if you vary ho and ho, also the dif- the meaning also quite different. Oh my gosh. So when are you when are you using all of these these and what are they called? They are just discourse discourse particles. Discourse particles. Clause final particles utterance particles it varies depending on which paper you want to look up okay the particles is the, the word you want to look out for if you google it the particles um so many what do you <laughs> what do you what do they mean what do they signify and how do you know when to use which one mm-hmm. do you okay, does so, it matter <laughs> yeah it definitely does so Ah, okay, here's another word that is definitely English, but it is by and large used in a very Singaporean way here. So, can, C-A-N. Mm-hmm. Typically, in non-Singaporean or... Okay, maybe just, just right here, right now, I, I would like acknowledge that um, our close neighbours up north, Malaysia, um, their English or their version of... Singlish, which they call Manglish, is very similar to Singlish. Okay. So, just just like putting out there that we are not <laughs> totally unique here, and we we enjoy this shared uh, identity. Anyway, um, what is it? So we can, right? Mm-hmm. As a as a verb, tip, typically you use it as an auxiliary, an auxiliary verb. Like I can do something. I I cannot do something or can you do can you get that done yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I can i can do it right but in singlish um you just say like can can law can me can ha and each one um would could carry a different emphatic meaning could change the meaning from like a a, a dec- declarative like statement kind of thing or it could change it to a question, like a clarification, like can me? Because me expresses incredulity, doubt, 
Then if you say can ha ha with a rising tone, it's like trying to seek confirmation from the other party. Like if if I say, eh, I I use this uh app to go book the ticket can ha, then the if the other party wants to um express confirmation, then then the person can can just say can 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 one la. What? Yeah, I, I, I like how so I can efficient. see all your expressions. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, I can see all your expressions, but your audience hearing this cannot see how your jaw is dropping. I love this. I love the efficiency of, of, of these particles. This is amazing. Yeah. Then you, you can do like lengthening also. So you can go like, can, can. And, and that, I mean, okay, that, that kind of lengthening might occur in non-singlish varieties of English as well. Mm-hmm. Can't think of it right off, off the top of my head. But yeah, anyway, I'll get back to the, the ones that are more distinctive. So the particles, right? You can use um tenha. Tenha. It it shows like, oh, I realized that that this should be able uh, I, I should be able to get this done this way. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think that it is a high likelihood that I can get it done this way. And I'm just trying to get that bit more affirmation from you. Like, eh, like, so, so, uh, are you pay now? Is it like that, like that? So, like that, do, can already, is it? Can, can, can. <laughs> then, then um, the other party might go, go like, can, can, uh, can, la. can, la. then la is kind of like a softener oh, in, in, okay. this, in this context. Do, la, depending on the situation and how it's expressed can express annoyance or impatience as well. Mm-hmm. That is so fascinating. That's yeah. so interesting. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's so, it's, it's amazing because we are not taught this and it's hard to pinpoint exactly um, at which point each one appeared. Um, and how and how it has reached how, how it is now and how it has been for the past at least 20 or 30 or more years mm-hmm. where it's if, if you know it you know it mm-hmm. um, you don't quite know how to explain it um, but you know how to use it yeah oh my gosh I'm really like I love this I really really <laughs> love this I think that's so cool um you mentioned Malaysia really briefly and said that there are some similarities between the, the English variety spoken in, in both places. But what do you think or what have you noticed that makes something like so Singaporean, like in speech? Like if you're listening to someone and maybe you can't see them, but you hear them and they, they'll say something and you're like, I know this person is from Singapore? Um, I think one thing is about how we have tons of abbreviations mm. um, everywhere. Uh, where do I start? Okay, so let's say in transport. Um, I think in the US, you guys say freeway, freeway or motorways or highways. Yes, all three of them. I'm not sure which one. It, it's regional. It's regional because okay. in in my area, we say highways. Out in California, they'll say freeways. 
Um, right. And I think in the South, okay. they might use motorway. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Right, right. Um, and in Singapore, um, do we only say expressway? We say expressway. I'm not sure if it's only. Uh, we say expressway. Um, and there's PIE, Pan Island Expressway, the CTE, Central Expressway, there's BKE, Bukit Panjang Expressway, uh, KJE, Kranji Expressway. So like, so that, that's one thing in transport. Um, in education, there's uh, MOE, Ministry of Education, there's PSLE, Primary School Leaving Examination. What else? Okay, in the military, there's a lot. BMT, Basic Military Training. Mm. Um, there's POP, Passing Out Parade. Um, and in, in, in general Singaporean usage there's HDB Housing mm-hmm. Development Board which is aside from the stat board okay, stat board even stat board is, is kind of an abbreviated form of statutory I think I think statutory board uh, which is like a governing body at a certain level right so like they are the, the on the highest level they are the ministries um then under the ministries, there are certain step boards. So mm-hmm. HDB is, aside from the name of the, the board, right, it's also what people normally use to refer to uh, public housing. Okay. And, and something, okay, just, just a, uh, a bit of attention. Um, public housing in Singapore is considered as good and um, it's made such that um, homelessness uh, and, and whatnot is kept almost not seen mm. yeah and and even if people are homeless it might be um, temporarily yeah anyway so hdb flats are, are what people study 70 to 80 percent of the population mm-hmm. live in uh, hdb flats which oh. people just say like, hey you live in hdb is it or, or landed so landed means landed property so um there are lots of abbreviations. So ROM is like Registry of Marriage. Like NTU is Nanyang Technological University. Mm. NUS is not National University of Singapore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot. So abbreviations are plenty. And I bet now that like, they're probably even more popular because I feel like everything is getting more, like people have shorter attention spans and like with the internet, like things are abbreviated so much anyway. So mm-hmm. there's probably like even more abbreviations than ever yeah. before. In yeah, there are there are abbreviations of abbreviations. So there's <laughs> so so there's PAP. It's a political party, right? People's Action Party, mm-hmm. and then there's PCF, which is PAP Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and and PAP PCF. Okay, I, I don't think that's a further abbreviation from that. But, but yeah. <laughs> Marcus, thank you so much for this conversation. I had so much fun learning from you and, and talking to you about Singapore and Singlish and, and, and so much culture. I learned so much. <laughs> thank you. I, I really enjoyed sharing all this with you. Um, do you want to let us know how we can find you on Instagram and maybe we can, you know, learn some more singlish oh okay so this is a a tiny side project that's been 
really on the side. <laughs> um, I, I love Singlish and I want to promote it and, and share it more with the world. And I have, I've come across more and more people who have shown interest in it. So I started this uh, Instagram account called Good Singlish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's partly a small part to uh, play on the speak good English movement <laughs> because that's like oh, good English, right? And I'm like, hmm, you can speak good English, you can speak good Singlish. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and while there can be bad, so-called bad English, I mean, you can also have bad Singlish, so why am I not learn some good Singlish? Anyway, um, <laughs> if you look it up now, you'll only see one post. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really hope to uh, push up some content there for yeah. you to share my love for Singlish with the world. Yeah. Well, you will when, you know, when the time is right, you'll get to it. And, and hopefully, um, you know, anybody who wants to learn a little more from you about Singlish can just follow your page and you'll have more stuff on there. Yeah. You will, you, you definitely will, but I'll, I'll put um, a link to it in the show notes of this episode so that people can, can check it out. And yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to seeing more, more Singlish. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your interest. I, I think it's it's wonderful. I thank you again for um, you know, for joining me and for for having this conversation. I hope I hope it wasn't too bad or too painful. <laughs> no, 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 so fun. Like also, thanks to Heather, who, mm. who linked us up. Heather, we love Heather. She's the best. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing, like multilingual children and. I know so many languages. I don't know Polish. how she does yeah. it. I know, uh, and what? getting her PhD. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is your cape at the dry cleaners? Because you're a super, you're a superhero. <laughs> um, I have just one more question for you. Yep. Um, I like to end each episode on the same question, and that is, do you have any jokes, popular sayings, tongue twisters, cool slang words, idioms? words of wisdom or words of advice in Singlish or that you would likely hear in Singapore mm. from any language to share? Okay. Um, I have a few in, my, in, in, a few in mind. Uh, one is, why are you so like that? Why are you so like that? Yeah. <laughs> why are you so like that? So like that is like that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not sure if that's quite self-explanatory. To me, it is. <laughs> okay, great. But yeah. is it something so, you would say, like, when someone's misbehaving or someone's acting silly or something like yeah. that? Okay, something that that just doesn't sit well with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find something disdainful, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you just go like, why are you so like that one? Can you not? Don't let. Why so like that? Can you mm. can you can you wake up your idea or not? So when when you get annoyed at at, at uh, the situation, I, I feel like a, a number of the examples I've given it just just gives the impression that Singaporeans are uh, are a unhappy bunch or something. <laughs> but somehow these are the ones that come to mind. <laughs> um, um, just one more. It's better to equate badminton 
or his pattern more than badminton? His pattern more than badminton? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So pattern, like whether, like, I mean, polka dots, striped, whatever, right? Like pattern. Pattern? Yeah, more than badminton. I'm hearing badminton. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So the sport. Right? Oh, so, okay. Right. So I, I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, the, the phrase started out from the one that infused Hokkien into it. So pattern zui kui. So zui kui is um, more than. Okay. Mm. Uh, more than than badminton. I think um, it's, it's hard for me to, to find an answer on how, why badminton, apart from how it just generally rhymes and <laughs> in, in, in badminton, you need lots of skill, agility, lots of different stances and you kind of go back and forth and be quick, very quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. So for someone to have lots of patterns, so like um, in a negative sense, someone has lots of tricks up his or her sleeve. Oh. Yeah. Like, hey, this, this person, uh, one day say his, his, uh, his dog falls sick, next day say uh, his mother go hospital. Yeah, always pattern more than badminton. Uh. <gasps> so, it's like, this guy is full of excuses. Mm-hmm. He's really creative with coming up with excuses. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I like that it rhymes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like those. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for sharing those with us. Um, I'm excited to one day visit Singapore. Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. I have yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. to. I have a lot to see, and like I said, I've always heard such amazing Definitely. things about about Singapore. So, um, I feel equipped yeah. now. I have my introductory <laughs> to Singlish yeah. into, into the culture, thanks to you. So um, before I let you go really quickly, if we were in Singapore and we've been talking, like all this time we've been talking um, and we're about to, to go our separate ways, what would be the best way to say goodbye? Hmm. See you. <laughs> <laughs> See you. <laughs> or like, hey, bye. <laughs> hmm, let me think of it. Uh, okay, this this is still very largely, obviously, I'm, I'm like ethnic Chinese, so very Chinese-centric. Uh, it's like, hey, I zhao first. Hey, I zhao first. So, hey. Hey, hey is just like, hey, mm-hmm. yo. Like, just, just getting your attention, just uh, like saying, hey. Um, let's say... Um, for whatever meeting it is you're in at, in school at at work, um, and the meeting just ended at four p.m. Um, it's four o one. People are packing up. Then, um, most people are like slowly packing up, still chatting a bit, and you're like, oh yeah, you know you have a a, a next appointment coming out really soon. So you're just like, hey guys, I zhao first ah, zhao is like, take my leave. Zhao. Then. Yeah, zhao. Then it's essentially it just means take my leave. Okay. Uh, then first, so I'll, I'll be heading off first. Oh, okay. Efficient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, zhao first. Uh. see, see you all next, next when next, uh, next Tuesday, right? Okay, okay. See, see you, see you. Okay. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much again, and I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, thank you so much. You're more than welcome to come to Singapore and yes. yeah, thank you for this conversation. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.